0: Hey everyone, this is Christopher Chansey, creator of Theater of Heels. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to check out this and my other projects on my website, ChristopherChansey.com. If you're interested in supporting my work, please take a look at my Patreon at Patreon.com slash ChristopherChansey. Thank you for the moment of your time, and now I present you with our story. Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels. Part One. Getaway. Chapter 1 The Daring Escape. Will you turn the bloody wheel? Erica ignored her passenger as she shifted gears. The engine of the large transport truck revved as it tore down the lonely city street. They were barreling towards a T intersection at breakneck speed. Their single headlights shined a quickly growing circle on the four story brick building directly ahead. Are you even listening to me? Her passenger literally thundered. She took a moment to roll her eyes before returning her attention to the road. Did you just roll your eyes at me, young lady? Princess, do you have any idea what I've been through today because of you? You do not get to roll your eyes at me. Erica sighed, then she jerked the wheel. The massive truck's tire screeched in protest as it wrenched around the corner of the sharp bend, leaving blackened tread marks in its wake. Erica straightened the wheel, flooring the gas. A glance in the rearview mirror revealed over a half a dozen police cruisers peeling around the same corridor, directly behind them. Their screaming sirens echoed off the brick walls of the surrounding buildings as their strobes painted them with blue and red lights. A spotlight shined down on them from above. The police copter was still not having any trouble keeping pace with them. She glanced over at her companion that took up most of the passenger seat.
1: Sorry, Jep. <sighs>
0: Erica grimaced as a flash of pain ignited inside her skull. She thought
1: angrily. Focus, Erica. The stupid psychic contract won't let you say Jefferson's name aloud on the job. Sorry, weatherman. You know it's been a long day for me too.
0: Don't worry. She gave him a half-hearted smile.
1: I have this under control.
0: Under control. Jefferson repeated. He looked at her dumbfounded. At least that's what she thought. It was hard to tell in the dark cab of the truck, and the mannerisms and expressions of his sentient storm cloud form weren't always precise. His mouth and eyes, which were comprised of stationary illuminated balls of lightning, constricted from shapes of surprise to something that resembled anger. The inside of his semi-humanoid storm form broiled with more flashes of lightning. When he spoke, his voice oddly sounded nothing like his stormy elemental form, but that of a pissed-off professor of English literature. You call this? He waved a hand at the pursuing police cruisers. Under control? Erica shrugged.
1: Kinda, yeah.
0: How? he demanded. She jerked the wheel, then took another corner at high speed. The wheels of the driver's side teetered precariously as they came dangerously close to jackkniving their ride. What the? Jefferson instinctively tried to grab onto something, but his cloudy hands passed straight through any handholds. The wheels slammed back down on the pavement, causing the whole rig to rock violently. Erica straightened the wheel, grinning.
1: Trust me, I've got a plan.
0: She wasn't sure how he managed it with his lightning-comprised expression, but Jefferson managed to roll his eyes. He was right. That was kind of hurtful. Jefferson's voice dripped with sarcasm. Well, that is certainly comforting.
1: Guys, this far...
0: "'I'm the reason we made it this far,' he countered.
1: "'I know that,' said Erica. "'That's why I factored you into my plan.'
0: "'Of course you did,' he griped.
1: "'How do you keep rolling your eyes like that?'
0: "'I do not roll my eyes,' Jefferson snapped. "'I look up into the heavens and hope that whatever great powers that reside up there "'will grant me the strength I need to deal with your impertinence.' "'Erica frowned.
1: "'You think I'm impertinent?'
0: We are not having this conversation right now, Jefferson barked. Focus on the task at hand. Like the small army of police directly on our unelusive trail? I am. To be fair, Erica and Jefferson weren't having the best day. But despite this, it was miles better than it started for Erica, and much better than either had expected it to go. Erica Belfry, alias Princess Crash, like her associate Jefferson Stewart, alias The Weatherman, Were supervillains, better known as heels in their industry. Erica, unlike her literal partner in crime, didn't possess any actual superpowers. She is what the industry knew as a gadgeteer or a tech based villain. Unfortunately, she did not have her usual full complement of equipment at her disposal that she typically possessed on hand. Not that she was complaining. Earlier that day, Erica was incarcerated and facing a life sentence trapped in a dark prison deep in the ocean. It was a judgment that was bestowed upon her without the troublesome courtesy of a fair trial. After all, Heels weren't allowed such formalities as due process. If it weren't for her partner Jefferson, she would never have taken in another breath of fresh air. He risked his own life and freedom earlier that day by boldly rescuing her. Hours after the breakout, they were still reeling from their escalated consequences of her escape. Part of their impromptu plan involved taking back all her confiscated equipment from the police station itself. Jefferson naturally protested this action, but Erica would not be deterred. Erica would rather have seen everything she created melted to slag rather than give her captors a chance to reverse engineer all her designs. They now had all her reappropriated tech safely in the back of the prison transport that they had liberated from their captors during Jefferson's earlier rescue. Now, Erica was driving the cumbersome truck for all she was worth, as they desperately tried to escape the growing army of police. Glancing in the rear mirror again, Jefferson growled. I still cannot believe I let you talk me into this asinine plan. Erica shrugged as she took another corner out of a street lined with cars. Well, here we are. She fixed her gaze on the road ahead, her eyes calculating. Erica glanced at her partner. Hey, weatherman. What? Do you think you could put a couple of those cars in the road as we pass by? Jefferson followed where she pointed and considered her question. A slow smile illuminated his face. I suppose I could give it a whirl. (laughs) She chuckled. Was that a weather pun? Jefferson gaped at her. Good God, you have been a horrible influence on me. Erica smiled at him.
1: Well, you have been nothing but the best on me. He scowled at her. Honest.
0: He shook his head inside. Open the window. Jefferson shook his, cl- Jefferson shook his storm-cloud head and floated half his body out of the window. Concentrating on maintaining his cloudy form, he let the blast of the wind wash carry out his tendril-like arm out beneath the pair of cars on the passenger side of the street. The end of the tendril thundered before twisting violently up in a miniature tornado. The cyclone at the end of his hand blasted up three parked cars in their wake. The cars catapulted out into the street, crashing down in a wild tumble directly behind their truck. The first police cruiser slammed its brakes and tried to swerve out of the way, but it was too late. It smashed into the side of the barricade. The tires of the second cruiser screeched as it tried to turn the other way. It fishtailed into the side of the leading police cruiser. Four cruisers behind them reacted in time to dodge the dual collisions. The final one skidded along a row of parked cars on the driver's side, knocking off mirrors and showering them in a rain of sparks before it righted itself on the road, maintaining pursuit. Jefferson (laughs) laughed. That worked out better than I thought. Inside the cab, Erica asked,
1: Are the drivers okay?
0: He glanced back at her. Need I remind you that we are the proverbial bad guys here?
1: I don't want any policemen to get hurt. It's just my brother...
0: He cut her off. Yes, yes, I know your reasoning. He squinted past the line of pursuing vehicles. Beyond them, the crash car's driver's doors opened as both officers staggered out. They seemed a little dazed, but otherwise fine. They should... He paused as the headlights of another vehicle caught his attention. Jefferson watched as a cherry red sports car expertly zoomed past the collision without slowing. In fact, it looked like it was accelerating. Jefferson flowed back into the cab of the truck, considering this new factor. Erica turned another corner.
1: Thanks. I know it's a lot, but I just don't want to hurt anyone, particularly cops, because... Well,
0: you know why. Jefferson nodded but didn't say anything as he glanced out the rearview mirror. The remaining police cruisers rounded the corner. The newcomer in the sports car was just behind them. Noting his change in affect, Erica's expression tightened. What is it? We're being followed, Jefferson told her. She arched an eyebrow. I know that. I'm working on losing our tails. Jefferson shook his head. Not by the police. Someone else. Erica gasped. (gasps) Is it them? Jefferson looked around. Do you mean the board? Erica hissed.
1: Don't say that out loud.
0: She looked around nervously.
1: Yes, them. Do you think we overstated their generosity?
0: Jefferson glanced out the rearview mirror again. From his current vantage point, the road behind them was a virtual wall of red and blue strobing lights. Then a pair of headlights slid into his field of vision. It was the first time in his life he saw a civilian car pursue a police cruiser. He shook his head. I don't think so. If they wanted to hit us, they would have come at us sideways. Driving some sort of red muscle car behind us and the police doesn't necessarily strike me as their modus operandi. Erica mulled over his words for a moment.
1: Red muscle car?
0: (gasps) She gasped.
1: Was there a red Mustang?
0: I don't know. Why, do you have any idea who it is? She glanced in the rearview mirror and saw the vehicle for herself.
1: Oh man, this is bad. We gotta shape them quick!
0: She punctuated her words by swerving around another corner. Jefferson stared at her and said dryly, So, am I correct to assume that you no longer have this situation under control? The glance Erica spared him could have melted steel.
1: It's fine,
0: she said through gritted teeth. She brought up her gauntlet's holographic display as she gripped the wheel, her fingers flying over a series of holographic buttons. It brought up a top gravel street grid of the city. She had spanned it with a quick gesture. Hmm. She tapped a section of the street, causing it to glow brighter. It should do. She nodded. If we pull this off right, we should be able to lose the police cars here. You mean the four cars behind us? Eric nodded. Yep, and those three too. She pointed behind them. As if on cue, three more police cars peeled around the corner behind them. Jefferson gawked. How the devil did you know they were coming? Erica took them around another tight turn while answering. I've been monitoring the police dispatch for hours. Cops behind us are trying to hurt us into a spike trap, but I keep avoiding it. I think they've got wise to me because their radio chatter has died down. So, I also hacked into their personal and professional phones too. Why didn't you tell me about this before now? Jefferson roared. Erica shrugged.
1: I didn't want you to worry.
0: Jefferson muttered under his breath. There is no following her in this fierce vein. Erica (laughs) snorted. Good one. I'm so happy you approve, he said scathingly. Young lady, if you indeed have all the answers, then please tell me this. What do you intend to do about the police helicopter?
1: Oh, that. Yeah.
0: She swiped the street grid away as a glowing holographic helicopter schematic slid into view. While she asimily steered around a taxi, she tapped a few more holographic buttons. Jefferson growled. You are one of those infernal motorists who text while they drive, aren't you? The hologram schematic flickered before displaying a series of readouts and hovering text. Got it. She swiped the hologram away. Erica then reached into her backpack lying next to her and pulled out a smooth metal baseball sized sphere. She tossed her metal sphere out of her window. The sphere instantly floated under its own power before it shot up into the air at the helicopter. Jefferson's lightning eyes bulged. You're going to knock it out of the sky with your impact sphere? Erica did a double take. What? No. God, no. She shook her head trying to banish the repulsive idea. I'm using my impact sphere to get close to the helicopter so I can remotely access its sensors and trip its alarms. Jefferson mulled this over for a moment. So, you're going to trick the pilot into thinking that he was having engine failure? Forcing him to make an emergency landing? Exactly. She smirked, shaking her head.
1: Knock it out of the sky. Huh. What a monster do you think I am?
0: It has been a vexing day. Don't I know it. She glanced nervously at the red Mustang behind the pack of police pursuers in the rearview mirror. Noting her gaze, Jefferson asked, So what is your big plan for dealing with the rest of them? Erica grinned.
1: I'm so glad you asked. Because I'm going to need your help.
0: Discover what's happening on the next episode of Theater of Heels after these messages. In the next episode of Theater of Heels, Erica elicits Jefferson's help to finally evade the police. However, the mysterious red Mustang still stalks their every move. But when something horrible goes wrong with their plan, the pair of villains find themselves facing dire consequences that put lives in danger. Join us next week for Season 2, Chapter 2 Road Hazards and Other Bad Plans. See you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater Peels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, Perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. My other podcast, The Skies Embrace, is an epic fantasy that follows the exploits of the crew of the skyship The Maiden's Arrow as they navigate the perils of the clouds. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChansey.com, and my YouTube channel, Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.